The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan debt. I'm so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Hello and welcome to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Cole Hammock, certified financial planner. Joining me today are fellow certified financial planners, Tony Payne and Kim Wirtz. How are we doing today? Paul, how are you? Wonderful, wonderful. It's great to be with you here tonight. It's another exciting day here. It's nice to be seen. It's nice <laughs> to be, you know, together here. Yeah, and, exactly. And... The trio here. I think mm-hmm. this might be the first time we've had this mixed together here. And I, I'm so excited. It's been, wait, honestly, it's been, it feels like forever since I've seen you, Kim. So it's, it's good to have you in town. Well, it's true. I was down here last week for a couple of client meetings and didn't realize how long it had been since I've been down here. Well, Columbus changes so rapidly, but even yeah. our own office changed so much. You yeah. know, you have the fancy office I love now, it. and uh, over there by Riverside, there's that new river walk that goes across, and mm-hmm. that whole, oh my gosh, I don't know, somebody's making good money in Columbus, though, so I can see that. Absolutely. These are good times. Yep. Good things yeah. are happening. Yeah, and I mean, it's getting a little bit warmer. Life's getting a little bit better, I hope, so... We're, uh, we're going to get into that today, I think. Uh, so I'm going to start off with a question just to get the juices flowing a little bit, and we'll get into the everything else here. But uh, what would be the first thing you would do if you won the lottery? Tony, I'll pick on you first. You won the lottery. Let's say it's the Mega Millions, $126 million. What's the first thing Tony does? Calculate the taxes I'm going to pay on it. <laughs> You're a numbers man. That's, that's the first thing. You're a numbers um, man. That's I, a good answer. I, I I tend to like the numbers. Yeah. And th- and then after that, then I start doing the next bit of percentages. You know, a little bit for this, a little bit for yeah. that. But well, the taxes got to come first. Taxes got to come first. What about you, Kim? Well, I think sometimes the best advice is to do nothing. Tell no one. Uh, let it all kind of absorb, if, especially if it's a significant amount of money, and then ask for help. You know, go to your certified Good. financial yeah. planner. Go to your attorney, an estate yeah. attorney probably. Go see your accountant so he can verify that you calculated <laughs> what you're going to owe properly. So um, that would be my job or my answer to that. I think when we're talking about that kind of a windfall, you really shouldn't make a decision when you're emotional, right? If it's due to an inheritance, if you lost somebody, maybe somebody passed away, you're going to find all these relatives you never knew you had, you know, just things. (laughs) That's why I say tell nobody and just let it, the dust settle a little bit. So low and slow approach. Low and slow. Love it. Super smart. What Uh, about you, Cole? Yeah, mine. uh, Figure out how to receive it anonymously. Yes. Uh, that's going to be priority number one. It turns out there are seven states that let you do that, Ohio being one of them. So it feels good to be an Ohioan here. Um, but after that, definitely paying off student loans. That's that's 
a very close priority number two. And then we'll talk the taxes and the, the other buckets. realistic but over here. I, just, you I know, was hoping no for something exciting. A suit of armor, you know, a Picasso. A pony? Picasso, talking about, yeah. you know, <laughs> he's over here talking about paying off debt. Yeah, you know, it, it's simple. It's clean. But I feel so much better on the other end of it. And then, the, then I can get the Picasso. But student loans got to go. But that's going to be the, the theme of today, financial planning windfalls. But before getting into that topic, we have a couple of current events we want to make sure we cover. Uh, so the first one, probably on a lot of people's minds right now, would be the rising cost of oil. So earlier in the week, oil exceeded $130 a barrel. J.P. Morgan predicted it may go as high as 185 by the end of the year. Now, Tony Singh, the, the price has come down a little bit after the, the, the ban on Russian oil. I think it's been a little all over the place. But you think that's a positive sign for things to come, or do you think this will be a, a bumpy road? I mean, energy... If you think about it this way, it's truly energy. Yep. And it's the motion of the economy. It's the lubricant that keeps everything going. So the less energy cost, the more energy you're going to see, the more productivity you're going to have. So it would just seem like the more energy cost, there's usually going to be a drag somewhere else. That's my my opinion, Cole. I don't know. I mean, definitely fair. Uh, I think there's a, a study done saying for every $0.10 cent increase in uh, or ten dollar rather, ten dollar uh, yeah, increase in the barrel uh, represents roughly a point two percent increase of an, in inflation. So I think that's what you're referencing there. So as that gas price increases, that's going to affect everything. Everything. I mean, it just trickles down throughout the whole economy, and that's where that comes from. Yeah. So I, I think the uh, key takeaway is: do we do we drive less? I don't know. It's a usual. I mean, we think about how we use oil, and it's in a lot of different ways than the way it was even ten years ago. Yeah. I mean, the average consumer uses less gasoline. Sure. So when we think about it that way, maybe it's not so much drive less. Maybe it's the businesses or productivity or costs that are just passed along, and it eats up somewhere else because you know if it's costing double to fill the tank, there's that much less money for something else. Right. But I do, I was going to say, I do think yeah. that that affects your decisions, right? If I go, like today, to fill up my tank to come down here with $60, where it's been a long time since it cost me that much yeah. money to and fill up the tank. So, you know, I might now consolidate my errands instead of just going out to get a grocery store and then the next day going here, maybe I take one day. And so maybe I will be a little bit more conscious of yeah. my spending and my driving habits oh. if they keep going up. What if they hit $8? I don't want to think about that. I, don't <laughs> I do suspect, and I heard someone else say this, so it's not my own thought here, but this may be the weekend of the biggest electronic car sales ever in our lifetime or recorded history because of what's happening with gas prices where all the automakers have shifted to more and more electric or hybrids. So when you think about that, finally going to maybe hit in mass and be marketable and be affordable. So it becomes more and more cost competitive, the higher gas prices are. So maybe it's a positive side effect. Maybe who knows? We aren't all the car shows now this time of year. Usually so you got it, Jim. You, probably, I know you've been out. You've right? checked out a couple <laughs> new things. That's that right. new Silverado. I like the Jeep. Okay. I want I want a low <laughs> Jeep or even maybe that Jeep pickup truck, you know. Really? So, yeah. I don't try the way I see it is you either get a Jeep or you get a pickup truck. It, the hybrid's just weird to me. It just looks nice. Um probably probably the Jeep. So there's a couple of places that I like to okay. vacation where I want to go like, you know, yeah. on the sand okay, or over the that dunes or that stuff. So uh, yeah. You're not doing that in a Honda Civic. Like. Or my Whoa. Lincoln that I'm driving now either. Even though it's all-wheel drive, I don't think it's going to get me through the, the sand and the 
dunes. And now we're figuring out what Kim might do with her windfall. Right. Now I think I love it. Yeah. Kim, we came around at the roundabout <laughs> for way you, cool. Kim. We got there. All right. But I'm out of here with my cats, and that's it. Okay. Well, we'll talk about how we get through that as we get through the show here, because there's a couple steps to go from windfall to cats in the RV and having Truth. fun. That's very true. Which can happen, though. I mean, that's yeah. what we do. That's the fun part of it is really making goals and dreams happen. I'm excited to see the cats in the RV. <laughs> It'll be neat. Uh, yeah, I say that because I have a very close friend who, unfortunately, uh, is terminal. And so he sold his house yeah. and packed up his three cats, bought an RV, and now he's kind of nomading yeah. uh, where he can see great sunsets and scenery and get good you know, medicine and doctors, and he just kind of bounces yeah. where he needs to go. So watching him i think that's that's kind of a pretty good gig i could do that good good for him for making the best of it right absolutely Mm -hmm. same we learn through experiences too and to share experiences with others and build on them and then share that it's part of the storytelling that we talk about so much makes all the difference i know we're coming up on our first break so a closing thought maybe um, so with the, the Fed planning to increase interest rates this month and knowing the inflation rate could possibly increase as a function of gas prices increasing, but the intent of increasing interest rates was to decrease inflation. Tony, do you have any idea what's going to happen here? I know you're a big economics man. When I just saw almost 8% inflation, I quit trying 7.9. to project yeah. too much more. I mean, we see what is happening. It is real, yeah. whether or not it stays at that rate or not. No, let's hope it doesn't. But we've seen periods through history where it has taken that long. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, all left to be determined, but we're coming up on our first break. When we come back, we'll dive into how to understand and prepare your financial windfall. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Cole Hammock. In this segment, we're getting into financial windfalls, you know, what it is, what could it look like, and some initial things to consider. So, Kim, I'll pass this one off to you. And that'd be, how would you define a financial windfall? So I think to me, when I think about that, it's an amount of money that you get that could be life-changing, that uh, might get you out of debt, might make you able to retire, might uh, pay up, you know, some my student loans your student loans or your medical bills or help somebody or uh so something that could really make a difference in your life and that it's important to make sure that you don't squander it you do the right thing i feel like that was a great answer well thank you Uh, that'd be a windfall to me yeah (laughs) different examples life insurance comes in maybe Mm -hmm. it's a win that you you know, you're a gambler, you played the lotto or something, or unfortunately, maybe someone passes on and it's an inheritance. So all examples of what Kim said. Absolutely. Well, I uh, imagine most people think financial windfall, one of the first things that come to mind, Tony had referenced it, but you know, winning the lottery, are there those gambling winnings, that larger life-changing amount of money? Uh, and it's always interesting to wonder for a moment kind of what that would look like if you come into a $100 million, something crazy like that. But 
doesn't always have to be a hundred million, Tony, like you said, uh, selling a business, deferred comp. There's a lot of things. Um, so what's one of the first things someone should do? I mean, say it is that 100 million, that's an even round number. We talked maybe our personal things, but what's one of those first things someone should do if you come into that kind of money? Not all at once. Yeah, right. So all right. I already said tell no one and ask for help. A- anonymity, right? ask for help. Um, yep. But once you have your team kind of lined up, I would take a look at your buckets. I always call it, right, your spending buckets, your yep. retirement bucket, your emergency cash reserve bucket, your medical co-pays bucket. If you can't pay your uh, home insurance, you know, on a monthly basis, you want to pay that annually, put that in the bucket. So if all those buckets are full, mm-hmm. then that's where things kind of get fun, and we can maybe look at buying an RV or something <laughs> else for yourself. But my first thing would do, you know, with the – help of your trusted advisors to make sure that we get the holes plugged in the plan because most of us have some holes in our plan and most of us should look at a big windfall as what Stephen likes to say, a lifeline Lifeline. and not a lottery ticket, right? So use that lifeline, plug your holes, fill your buckets. I love it. Absolutely. Tony, anything to add to that? No, That's a good lead. I, I'm right. I'm <laughs> Sorry to follow thinking, that one. All right, well, then we'll just listen to Kim for the rest <laughs> yep, of the no, show here. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, you said it, though, and the key word, I think, was plan. And I've seen it happen where if you already have a plan in place, it's a lot easier to know what is even a windfall and then what is a lifeline. Yep. Because occasionally there are times where if you're doing all the right things, all those buckets are full, like Kim mentioned, you've paid yourself first all along the way. Well, if it's really extra money and you're already on track, then you can treat it as a true windfall and go buy that or go have fun. You know, have that. You've earned it. If you don't know your numbers or if you don't have a plan, well, now you need to pause. Take stock. What do I have? What do I need to fill up? Everything Kim said there. And then you can proceed. But usually it's a couple deep breaths and take some time. Yeah. And I think that aspect is so important, taking time, because it's really easy for a lot of people coming into money for their lifestyle to change, right? Especially a life-changing amount of money, your life's probably going to change. So take stock where you are and understand that a lot of people, a sad percentage, something like 70%, end up being worse off than when they started within seven years of coming into that sum of money totally believe that and know people personally who've done that another good friend of mine who this is years ago so he won't know who i'm talking about um (laughs) got drafted and then ended up playing football for the buffalo bills and then he got hurt you know so he lived the first couple of years like ooh, i'm making all this money and it was going out for wardrobes for the girlfriends and for this car for the other one and gonna help mom and dad brother and sister then he blew out a knee and nope Guess what? I can't play anymore. I'm not making that kind of money. But now he he didn't spend less than he earned. He actually spent more. Yeah. Didn't save any of that. So I think my advice would be don't change your lifestyle. Right? Advice. Try to keep your lifestyle exactly the same. That's going to allow you to fill some of those buckets. Don't run out right away and quit your job. <laughs> right? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. I don't have to work ever again. Well, you, the reality is, yeah, you probably do. Unless it's like $88 million or something, then you might be able to quit your job. Have the plan, though, right? Exactly. <laughs> and it depends on what your goals are. 
I mean, that's what drives everything. Absolutely. We know that, too. I mean, to live that kind of monastic lifestyle and keep it simple, that's one lifestyle. That could be a lot more doable than trying to live that same lifestyle I was when I was earning and working and getting bonuses and keeping up. You're not able to necessarily keep up when you have a lump sum, and that's it. So especially the younger you are. Absolutely. In fact, Kim, you had referenced Stephen earlier. There's another one. He just has a lot of great quotes. It's it's not about what you make. It's about what you keep. That's right. Right? That's, that's exactly yes. what this is. And that's that's the truth. That's I remember when I was young and I got my first job. First of all, my 16th birthday, my dad said, happy birthday. We're going to get a job. We're not coming home until <laughs> you have one. Um, and then I got my first paycheck, and I was so excited about it. And he took it right out of my hands and gave me $20. And I was just like shocked I, yeah what do you mean that's my money and he said you have nothing <laughs> everything you have you owe to me um but what he did was save that money for okay. me and then yeah. showed me you know how that was increasing every time so my savings rate was a little bit more than the common 10 percent. <laughs> i think it was about 90 percent, and i got to keep 10 but uh yeah i think that's great advice absolutely mm-hmm. good uh, well, getting into the, the tax aspect of it, we talked about meeting with a, a CPA, you know, figuring out what the taxes are going to be. Because if it's $126 million or $100 million, you're not getting $100 million. You know, taxes on that, maybe 30%, 40%, whatever that math's out to be. But there may be some tax strategies available to you to maybe ease that tax burden. Tony, I'm looking at you. What do you... What do you have in mind? Well, I, there's a few things. I mean, right, we, the big one that we keep referencing is the long shot one. You know, the lottery or gambling winnings, yeah. whatever. Those aren't likely. That's not the kind of thing it, that slim. we see most Fair. of the time. Usually it's a business sale. It's an inheritance. It's a life insurance policy. It's a great bonus at work or your company went public and now you can sell the shares. I mean, there's other examples here. But if we are talking about the gambling or the lottery stuff, you made me smile there because I thought some of those millionaires or billionaires out there, if you spent $100 million on lotto tickets and you won $101 million on lotto <laughs> tickets, uh, you can deduct a fair bit of those winnings okay, so, yeah. and offset what you've already had there in losses, and that's part of this. So, again, just be tax savvy, whether it's this stuff or it's the business sale. You want to know what are the tax, and that's part of working with the CPA. It's not what's just the number at the end of the day. It's how do I get to that number? Are there things that add in, like, basis? Are there things that might offset these things? Do I have have other things that I never really thought about that could be deductible now, or even some of those charitable things you might have been doing along the way. So we'll we'll dive in further into all that stuff, but these are things I'd I'd be thinking of right away. Absolutely. Yeah, you said charitable there. So if this is a maybe a one time infusion to the plan, this might be a great opportunity to give several years worth. Within this one year, really cram that into a single year, bunch your deductions. That you're getting as much out of the tax code when your income's probably going to be the highest it's ever going to be. But we're coming up on another break here. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. Welcome back. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy. This is your host, Cole Hammock. For those just joining us, I'm joined today by fellow certified financial planners, Tony Payne and Kim Wirtz. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about managing to be wealthy and John E. Sestina and Company, you can contact contact us at 614-326-3077 or visit us on the web at managingtobewealthy.com. 
We would like a complimentary consultation with one of our planners. Fill out a brief questionnaire. We'll set up a time to meet with you and go from there. You can also find and listen to our previous podcasts and see information about our team. So go on, click around, and hopefully take action. So when we closed out our, our last segment, we are talking about uh, what to do in the, the initial stages of a, a windfall, a financial windfall. And we were talking taxes, cash flow, you know, um, having a plan. But once you have that plan in place, th- then you can have some of that fun money, the, the RV with cats money. Um, but, Tony, you've been doing this. We were talking in between the uh, in the break here, what, 18 years, 20 years, forever? I, I think I remember meeting Kim at an initial party together, kind of, and getting together and learning about what she was doing and what she was up to and how she was helping people and yeah, we'll round up and say 18 or 20 years. So, um, I love we, we've, that. we've heard some stories along the way, I think. Right. That's absolutely <laughs> true. And that, that's exactly what I was getting at. So, uh, with the, the stories you, you've heard, the things you've seen, uh, what's maybe been the most surprising thing? If someone came into some money, can you think of something that, like, oh, hey, Tony, or oh, hey, Kim, or maybe you sat in with John? I, I got this. There's There's been a few of those. Yeah. I mean, I, I smile a little bit because I think about, um, again, not to share any other details, but right. when that windfall came in and to know that you're one of the first people to get called, you're one of the first people to be notified that, hey, this great news came through and whether it was a lot of hard work or a little bit of luck or a combination of both, this is what's happening. The wire's on the way. It's mm-hmm. going to hit the account here later today. Celebrate. You know, hey, maybe we knew a little bit even before then, but we're never certain until the wire hits. Right. You know, that great news, that good news is always good, but it's not official until the wire hits. That's right. That's if come, right? Yeah, exactly. We don't like if come. <laughs> we don't we like, like income. We like but income. I, I, again, I just get excited because, again, when you're working with someone and they already have a plan in place, and they've stuck to the plan, then I'm in the privileged position to say, what do you want to do? That feels good. Do you, it does feel good. It, yeah, it's such a reward, too, because you think about all that hard work that went into that, and then here it is. And, yep. of course, we want to be mindful of taxes. We usually want to be charitable, want to take care of the family. And through the various tools that are available, it's a lot easier to do that than if you're starting from scratch. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's... I love it because uh, yeah. a lot of people, they think of financial planners, like they're just going to have me save all this money. It's all about the future. But there, there's that balance for today. There's that being excited and you know encouraging you to spend more when you're doing things right. You have that plan in place. Actually enjoy that windfall. That's the fun part, I think, of our job, right? Yeah. And let's say somebody has gone through a sad time. Maybe they lost a parent or maybe they mm-hmm. lost a sibling. But now they've got an inheritance. If everything is full, all the buckets are filled, they get to do, maybe you want to take your family on a vacation. You know, maybe you want yeah. to get the RV. Maybe you want to, <laughs> whatever it is, then you can kind of reward yourself or do something in memory of or in honor of as opposed Absolutely. to just having that money kind of, you know, flit away into the holes in your financial plan. So. That's Kim, great. Yeah. What, I mean, what you're saying, though, I, I can't help but share. But when my wife and I were on our honeymoon cruise, you know, long delayed, finally happened. There was a group of friends we got sat with, and the three of them there were on a grieving cruise. You know, one of their friends had passed away and purposely had arranged things so that they'd be able to take a little grief trip. 
um, as she had a little forewarning there. And just to see that and to see them discussing their friend, it was a community table, so we're able mm-hmm. to join the discussion. And when you think about all this finance stuff and the numbers, and it can seem a little cold, yeah. but then when you translate it back to a group of people remembering you, having fun, being able to laugh and share a bottle of wine, and, you know, that's that really meant a lot just to be a part of that and see that. Oh, yeah. You make it matter. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really important as we go through all this planning. And we know what it's for. It's usually for the family. It's usually for yourself and peace of mind there. It's not for greed or for more, but we have to know we have enough. Mm, that's right. That's so important. Oh, we talked about the, the initial stages. Let, let's transition a little bit then to protecting that windfall. So, so we have it. We set it up. How do we protect it? Uh, so to, to lead, obviously, we're not insurance salespeople. That's super important, but my mind immediately when I think protecting goes to insurance. Uh, Specifically, do you have sufficient liability insurance to cover that windfall? Um, So usually thinking auto, homeowners, umbrella, we talked about this actually during our last radio show, uh, when you think your, your net worth, right? We generally want sufficient liability protection, liability insurance, to cover whatever that net worth may be. So if there was a a considerable increase or even just an increase, you're going to want to revisit that liability protection. So to paint that picture for everyone out there, because what you said is so true, you're in the news for this great windfall. You sold your bakery or whatever business it was, and all of a sudden someone rear-ends you in the car. They get out and grab their neck. And all of a sudden, you're getting all the letters in the mail from all the different attorneys, the different subpoenas, the, hey, I know you've got money. Let me try to shake it out of you approach. I'm sorry, just being real. We're in a very litigious society now. So the idea of if you encounter that windfall and you have something to protect, this is one of the ways to do it. And if you do it ahead of time and you're working your plan, it's a lot easier. I agree. And you also have to make sure we say equal to your net worth. That would be the minimum, right? Because there's no limit to the amount that somebody could sue. Like you said, we are in a litigious society. So you might have a million dollars, but they're going to come after you for two. Absolutely right. So So that's the the first one I think of the the liability aspect, your auto, your homeowner's umbrella. Kim, what's another insurance you should review? Well, I, right now, sitting here, as I keep sitting up straight because I dislocated a rib leaning over my desk chair, um, and thinking about medical co-pays, you know, fill that bucket, make sure that you've yeah. got that taken care of, um, disability insurance bucket, a lot of, that's the one I think that people just forget about or think it's not going to happen to me. I'm literally was leaning over the arm of my chair to get something and popped a rib. So, I mean, it can happen. Little things can happen. So you want to make sure that you're well insured so that if you, let's say, can't work for some mm-hmm. reason, you don't have to dip into that inheritance, right? You don't have to deplete that. So uh, I think those would be a that, couple that's important. that are that, on the list yeah. as well as one other one that everybody loves to talk about. Let's right? hear it. Well, what happens if we get old and we can't take care of ourselves? And no, that's not going to happen. No? Nope. We're nope. just going to all yeah, live till well, 92 that, and drop dead. Plan. All right. Okay. You're, you're being real, though, Kim. You're right. right. And especially if you're someone who's single. I mean, if you're someone who has a partner and you've kind of thought about it together, that may seem a little easier or cleaner. But when we think about when someone's single or someone else has passed on, that part of the plan becomes really important. Who's going to take care of me if I can't take care of myself? 
Absolutely, yeah. which I think is going to be a nice segue into what I want to talk about next. I know, you know I'm, I'm sure you've been, I'm sure you've been waiting. At the bit here. Is the estate yep. planning. So. Yep. so we'll take the last few seconds, just talk life insurance real quick, uh, because you may be in a position where you might actually need more as a result of that windfall. So if you're in that position where there may be estate taxes as a consideration to have, or maybe you need less. You've carried around that life insurance policy forever, but you have an, an amount now that can take care of you and yours, or yours at that point, if something happens to you. So always good to revisit those insurances should you come into that windfall. But we're coming up on our final break this week. We'll continue the conversation when we come back. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Cole Hammock, and we are into our final segment. Right before closing out the last one there, we were talking about protecting your financial windfall. We're talking about all the insurance aspects of it. And the the next aspect would be the estate plan. So protecting it in that regard. And Kim, I I would be doing it a service if I were the one that would talk about it. So I'm passing it over to you. I know this is your forte. Well, it's just one of my favorite things to talk about, I think, because it's just so easy to do right. You work your whole life to hopefully amass some money or have some drop in your lap. Um, You want to protect it. You want to make sure that, you know, if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, it goes to the people that you want it to go to or to the cat shelter that you want it to go to or, you know, whatever it is, you want to make those decisions as opposed to letting that fall into the hands of a judge and a court to have them say where your money's going to go. So I guess that's why I feel it's so important having gone through, you see situations where people didn't yeah. tie up their estate. Then they pass suddenly. I have a girlfriend who had to go through this. Her father was a commercial real estate agent, had a lot of debt, had a lot of money, had a lot of buildings. They spent 10 years in probate trying to settle everything. So by the time that was done, there was one commercial building left that those kids got. So uh, it can really bite into your bag of money if you don't do it properly. And you you see it all the time. Um, I mean, it's every, every few months, at least a few times a year, you'll see something famous actor, famous musician, passed away without an estate plan. So they didn't necessarily have that financial windfall, but maybe the amount of money that we're talking to a certain degree, and they just didn't prepare. One of the easiest things you can do is you don't prepare. You don't think about it. Well, because, like, you're young. You don't think you're going to die tomorrow. Look at this vest. I'm great. Right? That's just it. (laughs) It is a sharp vest. We all think that we're invincible, (laughs) but we're... We're not. The reality is none of us is going to get out of this world alive. It's just yeah. we don't know when our expiration date is. If we knew that. Does it count if we go to space? Just. Oh, well, are you, you could do that. Okay. What if, like, with Elon? Or yeah. With, okay. Yeah. yeah. But to your point, Kim, I mean, we're we're here for a limited time only. I mean, you're we're going to have that expiration. And when that happens, our possessions, our worldly, what we put together is going to go somewhere. Yeah. Do you want to control it or do you want someone else to? And that's just it. It's so hard for people to even think about it. But 
it's a lot easier to think about it when you're young and you're healthy and you're fit than when you're laying in your deathbed and all your family's around saying, wait, change your will. Leave it to me. Leave it to me. I want some, right? Always. W-I-R-T-Z. And that, Kim, you're hitting the next point, though. I mean, the financial, of course, we think about. I mean, the savings and the probate or Mm -hmm. taxes, that's where we jump to. But then we've seen the horror stories, too, on the family side of things, where if things are a little messy there and you haven't laid out clear wishes, maybe you ducked your head in the sand for a while. You know, there's that family business where one of the kids really ran it. Two of them just didn't want to be a part of it. You didn't want to make a decision along the way about how do these other two get dealt with. Now, all of a sudden, that new new business partner comes in who had nothing to do with the business, wondering, when do I get paid out? How does this happen? And you might have two of those new partners, and the one that was running it all along the way who learned from you, now they're stuck. Your employees are stuck. Your customers are stuck. This is part of the estate planning trap that sometimes gets created just by not dealing with things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's a great point because I've heard the term estate equalization a lot. So it doesn't have to be splitting everything 50-50. You want to be very deliberate in, in your decisions, especially when it's something like a, a business, right? Your baby that you've built from the ground up. Well, Kim, you kind of hit on it earlier, too, and we maybe we're going to skip it, but the idea of part of protecting things is being as anonymous as you can be. Mm. And if you're going to have people come out of the woodwork, whether it's family or business partners or people from your past, it can happen. the idea of update your phone number, update your email, make sure you're not as listed as public as you could be out there in the world of social media. I mean, we see these horror stories again where if someone can contact you or they could, quote, reach out and touch you, that's not necessarily a great thing in sometimes a scary world that we're in. So take care of yourself and make sure you're as anonymous as you can be because I think that's part of protecting stuff too. I totally agree with that, and that's kind of why I said don't change your lifestyle, right? If the first thing you do is go out and buy a million-dollar house, all your (laughs) friends and family are going to know that you – what? I got a really good mortgage rate. Yeah, where'd that money come from? What happened? So they're going to, and then people ask questions. And then, you know, you tell two friends and so on and so on. Then everybody knows Cole just won the lottery. And then all of a sudden your friends and family that you didn't even know you had. Well, joke's on them. I don't have any friends. But (laughs) I said they're friends you didn't know. Okay, yeah, right. Uh, But you can control that, right, with a good estate plan. And then you can make sure that you put in like a no contest clause right yeah. so that if one of these alleged friends or family members comes out and says hey i'm a rightful heir you've got it on paper doesn't matter i don't care you're not getting any yeah. it's all going to the humane society right? right or wherever but if it's not written down the judge is going to make that decision well and especially in this era too where i don't know how we say it the modern family you yep. know you might have someone else's children that you've raised that are your children and you're, you're a part, they're a part of your life, or vice versa. There's a lot of different scenarios of grandparents raising children now. I mean, there's a, just a huge mix where we know that maybe not everything was as cookie-cutter as it used to be. And that was the way some of these estate laws were designed, was for it to be, I'll say, the old way, not necessarily accommodating the modern family. So a lot of things that you might want to do are things you probably can do if you talk with an attorney. If you say, hey, if something happens to me, I want this person to be raised in the same school district, you can put that kind of thing in there. That's the kind of thing that you get a little strength beyond the grave if you're doing this estate plan well. 
I see you smiling there, Tim. Oh, that's my favorite. Control? <laughs> yeah, the I can still control when I'm dead? Yes, please. Let yeah. me control those strings. I, I absolutely love it. You can protect. Let's say, you know, you do get this windfall, and then you get hit by a bus. And now all of a sudden, a million dollars is going to go to mm-hmm. your 16-year-old kid who's not ready for that. Absolutely. So you can make those provisions to... Give him to a little bit at a time. Pay for school, pay for college, pay for his car. Then he gets the rest when he's 50, maybe. I don't know. Right. Right? <laughs> well, and yeah. I probably watch too many crime shows or true crime shows. But if you're someone who may be on the verge of divorce or amidst divorce, I mean, these are times, too, where dealing with the estate plan, especially if it's prolonged. I mean, mm-hmm. if there's a prolonged separation that's been 5, 10, 15 years, we hear about these things where your estate plan is something that you want to make sure it goes in alignment with your wishes, not just necessarily the way things have been. Because we know there's a lot of scenarios out there where we've got to make sure the documents are done to make sure your wishes happen. I mean, we come across times where the ex-spouse might be listed somewhere or something like that. Oh, absolutely. That would scare me to death to know that oh, I've yeah. worked my whole life and then my money is going to go to my kid's ex. There's no way. Yeah. So that comes back yeah. to I can I can make sure that doesn't happen See an estate attorney, draw up the right kind of documents, control everything from the grave. And, and this is important, too, that not all estate planning attorneys are created equal. True. Right? There, there are a lot of specializations out there. There are uh, a lot of maybe familiarities. So you want to make sure that depending on your net worth, you're working with someone who's very familiar with maybe those high net worth individuals. You're getting the level of care, the customization you need. And the follow plan. through. I think that's one of my biggest things because I've worked with a lot of attorneys who will say, here's this great plan and all your documents and good Good luck. luck. I hope it (laughs) works, you know, and then they come to us and we say, well, he said do this, this and this. And none of that was done. Uh, So there's often not the follow through. So definitely make sure you find someone who really cares that you put the plan in place that you paid for. Definitely. Uh, Unfortunately, that, that is a wrap for today's show. It just flew right by. You've been listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.